We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC. All right, so this, this is the governor at the press conference today on, on crime. And, and this is the, the numbers game that they like to play. S- Connecticut violent crime declines overall, but murders and sex assaults are up. So which is better? The theft of Wrigley's gum is down. But murders and sex assaults are up. Ned celebrating. Testament to the fact that can- yeah, it's all testament to the fact that he's just done a wonderful job ignoring the needs of the state and trying to trick people through the the coy use of rhetoric, trick people into thinking everything's wonderful. Testament to the fact that Connecticut continues to be one of the safest states in the country. Notice the emphasis. Connecticut continues to be one of the safest states in the country unless, of course, you've been murdered or sexually assaulted or unless you're a taxpayer. Continues to be one of the safest states in the country. I I get the feeling he's impatient with the idea that people would question public safety. Connecticut continues to be one of the I love that whose staccato is he copying there that's not a standard netism one of the safest states in the country one of the safest states in the country and by the way where are we on the list if we were 24th safest that would make us one of the safest actually 25th would as well what, what would 26? Would, would you still be able to make the claim if you were 26? And, and by the way, this is the game of numbers. You can pick any categories. They've picked the overall category. But what dropped? What is it that is, is down so dramatically to allow Connecticut to be down? And why is it down? Maybe all the thieves left because nobody's got any money in Connecticut. The numbers all by themselves just don't mean anything. One of the safest states in the country. Nor does that statement. That's why Ned is impatiently doing the staccato that he's copying from somebody. I don't know who, but he's got to be because he doesn't do anything on an original basis. Except maybe his dancing. I think his dancing is one of his true, his true gifts. 
because nobody else can do that. But that's that's kind of trivial. This one, too. So what do you say to the people who are anxious about the, the level of crime in Connecticut today? What do you say, Jolly Ned, to those morons who are worried about crime in Connecticut? So am I, Paul. So am I, Paul, he says to Paul Hughes, the reporter from the Republican American. So am I, Paul. He's Uh, worried, apparently, down in Greenwich, in the mansion row there, on the water with the how many pools does he have and how many bathrooms and... How many driveways and how many lawnmowers and how many staff to maintain the place? He's worried about crime. What exactly is the crime that worries him? Where's the follow-up question? Let's see what the follow-up was. There's a crime that happens in your neighborhood, your street, your community that hits very close to home. Not close to your home, Ned. Not close to your home at all. This guy is a professional liar, and what I like about him, his proximity and, and his, uh, his willingness to occasionally stand up and answer questions that he's completely unprepared for. Well, not completely, because he's a born liar, and he's been lying his whole life, obviously. He's very skilled at it. He knows how to navigate the terrain of dishonesty while maintaining a demeanor of pleasant honesty. But dishonesty is his thing. So am I, Paul. You're worried, really? This is the thing that gets me about Connecticut reporters. Like, there is the gift from Jolly Ned. That's the gift right there. Excuse me, Governor? You're worried about violent crime? Where in Greenwich is there a problem? Or is it at the governor's mansion in Hartford that there's a problem on Elizabeth Park? Are you and Annie nervous when you're walking around the park with the police escort, the state cops, cruising around you and radioing each other if, the, if someone a little strange looking goes in? What exactly has you worried about? Oh, you're worried about you're worried about average people. Is that it? Does that cause you not to be able to sleep, Governor? How exactly does this tension and stress in your life impact you? Have you been to the doctor for meds? I hate that um, I hate that people trust and that trust is so blatantly violated. And then that people, uh, a lot of people ignore or don't see the violation of trust. Ned's in the business of violating trust. And it's not something new, I don't think, he brought to the governorship. You couldn't be... You couldn't be this good at it if you if it was a new thing, the lying. You just couldn't. There's no way to be that good at it right off the bat. You would have to have a lifetime of practicing it. All right, I've got something here in the paper the other day. When was this? Saturday, the Saturday paper. There were a couple of papers, there were a couple of stories that were getting me. But the, that plan stalled as the town waited for the Department of Transportation to transfer the title. This is the story from Farmington. Did you see this in the paper, in the current? Right on the corner of Route 4 at Farm, on Farmington Road, there's a big piece of land where the town of, has been waiting for years. They've been waiting for years since they threw out the car dealership and they've been wanting to relocate the 1798 
Phineas Lewis house. It's another confession from government about how much contempt government has even for itself. They don't care if nothing works because they've got life so good. Sorry, I'm trying to trying to make this fold properly and it's refusing to do it. I love this paragraph. But that plan stalled. That was the, st the most recent plan to transfer the Phineas Lewis house to this empty piece of land at the corner. You know how they did the construction there a couple of years ago and, and redid that whole intersection and, and beyond? It's totally fascinating. This summer, the agency, the Department of State Department of Transportation, advised Farmington that its staff concluded a previous law enabling the Department of Transportation to sell the property to Farmington would not cover the latest plan, giving it to the town for free. Because now they want to pay for it, I guess. Much of the trouble, much of the trouble is that plans for the land at Farmington Avenue across from High Street have changed repeatedly. So you have the state not processing. Like, all they have to do is pass a law. All the state has to do is pass a law. The state is all Democrats. If this were a law that needed to be passed to give $5,000 to everybody in the state who votes for a Democrat, they would have no problem passing it overnight. But to pass a simple little law on, the, on behalf of Farmington to allow the town to transfer the Phineas, what's his name, house? Who is this Phineas guy anyway? Anybody know? Phineas Lewis. There must be some Lewis uh, descendants who used to live in the house when they were little or something who could tell us about it. Anyway, all they have to do is pass a law saying, okay, you can do it this way. Do it any way you want. How about passing a law saying you can transfer the Phineas Lewis house, Farmington, under any terms that you feel like love the state of connecticut why don't they just pass that and get the governor to sign it should take them like two hours they never tell the state legislators what they're passing anyway all they do is email it out and say we're going to pass this at 11 a.m be there and then some people will ask each other what is it but they'll say oh, i don't know they tell us we're supposed to vote for it, so just vote for it. And they'll do it. That's how it works. They don't know what they're voting for. They know the political implications of what they're voting for. They know why they might be in trouble if they don't vote for it. But they don't know what's in it, and they don't care what's in it. They just, they just know if management, if the top people in the legislative leadership and the governor want it done. So the fact that they don't do it for Farmington... The, that Farmington can't get the state to pass a simple, dopey little law allowing the Phineas Lewis house to be put on that little corner. It's so ridiculous, it's unbelievable. But this is how much contempt they have for everything good. If they're stealing money to rig elections, if they're cheating you out of thousands of dollars a year compared to other states that are much cheaper to live in because the taxes aren't so high because they don't waste so much, They're, they're on that. 
But if they have to do something good for the state, forget about it. 860-522-9842. Stay with us on WTIC. It's WTIC. So I just want to go through a little bit of this, uh, a little bit more of this Jolly Ned press conference on public safety, because I think what it reveals, as I think gets revealed every time Ned speaks in any uh, substantive way, I don't mean substantive in terms of the information he's providing, but I mean the number of seconds he's speaking for. If it's a substantial number of seconds, you start to hear you start to hear the contradictions and the lack of preparation and the total disinterest in that which he is speaking about. Now listen to this. This is, well, I'll go back a little bit because you'll hear the cut that I've already played. And then listen to what comes next. Because I, I want you to hear it. I want you to hear how close together he contradicts himself. There's a crime that happens in your neighborhood, your street, your community, that hits very close to home. And we take that to heart. That's why... Um, I'm particularly proud of the numbers that James went through just to show, at least give people a broader sense of confidence that our police and our wraparound services and getting more judges and getting more of those who are the most dangerous off the streets is making a difference. Now you see how he goes into the government meaningless jargon rhetorical mode that he's learned in his four years as governor. He doesn't mention really anything that he's passionate about in terms of what he does and what he's brought to the table. He doesn't talk about particular things that he was excited to try. And I didn't know if if they would work. But he's happy to report that he has established cause and effect. He understands he had this idea for a thing he wanted to do. He knew it would it would cause all crime except sexual assault and murders to go down. Sex assault and murders have gone up. He doesn't mention how proud he is about that, but everything else has gone down. And he doesn't tell us this is a result of some big effort that he's made or a focus. He just throws jargon at you, right? And a wraparound services and getting more judges and getting more of those who are the most dangerous off the streets. So the most he's gotten the most dangerous off the street while willy nilly letting people out of prison based on skin color. And somehow this magic formula from the governor has caused an overall drop in crime while murders and sexual assault have gone up, which apparently was his goal because he's very proud. That our police and our wraparound services and getting more judges and getting more of those who are the most dangerous off the streets is making a difference. All right, so now he's taking credit. He's saying all these phrases he learned from other people in government are the reason that things are going well statistically in the state, not in terms of living here, just in terms of the statistics they've been able to produce. Once more. That our police and our wraparound services and getting more judges and getting more of those who are the most dangerous off the streets is making a difference. All right, he's taking credit. Did you hear him take credit? All those things he did is making a difference. Now listen. Uh, we never put up that mission accomplished banner. No way. We didn't brag about it. We're not and morons like George W. Bush. Before, but just for the purposes of today, what's your position on revisiting the police accountability and transparency law that was passed? Are there any parts of it that you're willing to revisit, repeal, 
No, I'm willing to talk to the So the question comes, is the police accountability law part of the problem with why violent crime like murder and sexual assault is spiking? And let's listen to the governor do his little dance around this. You're willing to revisit, repeal. No, I'm willing to talk to the legislature about that, but I think you're... He's willing to talk to the legislature. He uses this uh, toss-off line on a regular basis, meaning if the legislature wants to do something, if the legislature feels that the bad parts of that law should be fixed, then let them do something. I'm not going to do anything because I don't get into specifics. That you're willing to revisit, repeal. No, I'm willing to talk to the legislature about that, but I think you heard um, from the commissioner that what you see in terms of recruitment is a nationwide phenomenon and not even just limited to police, but delivering, uh, you know, first responders in general. So I don't want a lot of misinformation out there, but I'm always happy to uh, tweak and improve what we're doing. I'd like to um, take a look at those illegal guns on the street. I'd like to be a lot stricter on that. That's what's causing more and more of the crime, more and more of the shootings, and more and more of the uh, murders. See, he's not responsible. There's no government policy that's the problem. It's the problem that there's innovation going on out in the gun marketplace, and that's leading to more sexual assaults and murders, he thinks. But, of course, he offers nothing to substantiate that because he just makes stuff up. That's what he does. That's what he thinks you do when you're governor. He thinks when you're governor, your job is to make stuff up to keep everybody confused and in a dizzy sense of frustration because people understand how bad things are in the state. They can feel it. That's why he answers the question, this question, the way he does. So what do you say to the people who are anxious about the, the level of crime in Connecticut today? He knows people are anxious, so he wants to show the pretend empathy that is the hallmark of his administration. So am I, Paul. He's also very worried about his safety. So am I, Paul. Very, very worried because things are tough along the water. There can be sharks swimming up on his, on his beach. Anything can happen. So what do you say to the people who are anxious about the, the level of crime in Connecticut today. So am I, Paul. He has that dumb look on his face, too, that stunned look, like he just got slapped when he answered. I love when he gets that look on his face. Have you seen that one in the ad, the uh, the the pack ad uh, supporting Stefanowski? That when, when Ned's, Ned's uh, slinging his, his uh, nonsense and he gets asked a question, he doesn't know what to say. And he's got this stunned look. He has that stunned look when he's saying, uh, so am I. Yeah, I'm worried about crime, too. Yeah, me and Annie, we stay in. We only, uh, we only take the boat out within a quarter of a mile from the house because we wouldn't want anything to happen. 860-522-9842, rant line number 751-4698. We'll play some rants coming up on WTIC. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, I'm not supposed to listen to the whole song. All right, I'll talk. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. The Doobie Brothers. I struggle with the Doobie Brothers. I just don't know. Are they still relevant? I don't feel the relevance. But but then the tunes come on. I kind of like them. But I hate to admit that because it seems uh, childish or feminine or something. Because it is a chick band, right? Wouldn't you say, Joey? Chick band. Oh, it's one of those bands. It's like a little dirty little secret. If pe- you know when you do enjoy it, mm-hmm. yeah, don't tell anyone. I yeah, it's like person. you know. I like don't tell. No, I don't like them. Yeah, I like them, but I'll go see a concert. But I hope no one sees me when I'm at said concert. Type thing. Exactly. <laughs> Except I'll stay home for the concert. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that, Joseph. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Let's play some rant. There's got a reduction in crime. There's been a reduction in arrests and convictions. Ah, you hear that? You hear that? That's Mark from West Hartford who's connected with uh, everybody who works for city, state, or federal governments. With uh, Hold the federal government. There's not a reduction in crime. There's been a reduction in arrests and convictions. Shame on Governor Lamont and Commissioner Ravella for taking advantage of Connecticut's biased media and stupid population. <laughs> that is... That is a wonderful line and a wonderful reaction to the press conference and the announcements by the governor about the numbers. You notice this is one of those little tricks. Lead by numbers. Have press conferences to celebrate numbers. If you pay attention to Jolly Ned, what you will find is he's always talking about numbers. Mostly, they do this on the side of paying for things. Well, we took care of that. We appropriated $300 million. Well, $300 million being appropriated means that money is being spent, presumably. Money that will add to the state's debt because it won't be paid for. And money that won't necessarily do anything. That won't, that won't actually be spent on anything helpful that will create 
successes. That's how government spending works. It's not done to achieve things that you want, but they tell you it's achieving things that you want. But, of course, you just want to be left alone and have low taxes, don't you? Isn't that what you want? Uh, let me remind you of what Dan Malloy told us. If you look at what we are spending. Talking about his big tax increases. He's talking at the end of his eight years here, close to it, and about how, how nothing got accomplished by the raising of those taxes except keeping their heads above water. Every cent of additional revenue that has come in since 2011 goes to pay pensions, teachers, and state workers, and other post-employment benefits. Every single cent and more. That little seven, I think it's 17 seconds, that clip of Dan Mullet, 15 seconds. That's 15 seconds of honesty out of eight years of lies. Every single cent of tax increase. So a new governor comes in and his job is he's got to pay his way. Remember Jolly Ned? Year one was all about tolls and other new taxes. But tolls was the big one he pursued. And the idea was he needed to settle the score. How does the next eight years of debt, of structural debt, that is commitments to spend money that the state can't possibly get under the current tax scheme. That's what every new governor faces. How do I make the next eight years break even with the commitments that have already been made and with the shortfall of taxes that are already structurally committed to? We've got to raise taxes. We've got to raise taxes. We've got to raise taxes. That's what the new governor hears. If you don't raise taxes right at the beginning, you've got to, you've got to make them suffer right at the beginning. They'll forget by the time the midterms come. This is how politics works. It's about how to screw you over and not have to pay a political price for it. So that's what the governor did. First year in office was a campaign for tolls. It would have brought in, a, it, I, at its high point, I forget, a billion, a billion and a half dollars a year. It would have absolutely taken you over the coals. And anybody dumb enough to fall for the bogus arguments about how infrastructure was the problem and the in infrastructure was collapsing, remember the press conferences? He'd stand in front of a bridge with a rock missing from one piece of it or some collapsed reinforced concrete that was no longer reinforced or reinforcing anything. And he'd talk about how this is why there's all that traffic. And if only we have tolls, there won't be traffic. And if only we have tolls, you'll be able to get to uh, New York City in uh, 13 hours instead of 14 hours on the train. It's all garbage. That's the point of this Dan Malloy cut. Everything they say about why they need the money is disconnected from reality. Reality is they're raising taxes for them, not for you. If you look at what we are spending, every cent of additional revenue that has come in since 2011 goes to pay pensions, teachers, and state workers, and other post-employment benefits every single cent and more every single cent and more it's it's a sobering thing in other words everything we do is a lie everything i said to you about why, why we had to raise taxes was a lie 
Isn't that amazing? Oh, I just, I, the truth is a beautiful thing. And it's a hard thing to acquire in a, in a world in which everything is a lie. But that's our challenge. That's what we do for you here on WTIC. Okay, I know I only played one little <laughs> rant, but it was Mark, and it was a really good one. So I apologize. Let's play another one. Uh, hi, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ned Lamont, governor of Connecticut. I'm the governor. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be uh, getting ready for the debate. I'm going to, like, take Bob Stefanowski down at that debate. You'll see. We're only going to have one because I don't want to get too involved in all this election stuff and everything. And anyways, I'm getting ready because I'm going to talk to some of my other governors in the United States here, and I'm going to have them... You know, if they want to send some illegal immigrants to Hammonacid State Park or something like that, I'm going to tell them that they can do that. Just send them on right on over to Mystic or something like that or uh, Litchfield. Yeah, we'll send some <laughs> illegal immigrants to Litchfield and Hammonacid State Park. And because uh, that's what's gone, that's what the world's coming to. It's a new world, new order. Ladies and gentlemen, so uh, don't forget, vote for me, uh, <laughs> the governor, Ted Lamont. Why is he saying Litchfield, though? Joey, isn't Hammonasset down by the on the water? Why is he talking about Litchfield? Well, I think it was the whole sea to shining mountains aspect oh. of it. I guess. Oh, the, uh, you know, we're all open for business here in Connecticut. You mean we'll take we'll take your? You're tired. You're hungry. You're weak. And yeah. you're illegals. Yep. Okay. Got it. Thank you for that. See, Joey knows what's going on. He could be governor. He could tell those stories, those fake stories. Hello, Mr. Feinberg. How are you? This is Margaret calling. I haven't called in a while. I noticed. You think I didn't notice that, Margaret? And I was visiting relatives up in New Hampshire. It's so nice up there. Isn't it beautiful? It, it, what is it, $2,500 less a year in taxes up there? For what? Connecticut's a beautiful state. New Hampshire's a beautiful state. Connecticut's a small state. New Hampshire's a small state. Connecticut costs $2,500 more a year in taxes to live in than does New Hampshire. Why? I bought a cup of coffee, no sales tax. How about that? How come? Imagine if Jolly Ned were governor up there. Oh, my. Anyway, hey, I learned, you know, you learn something new every day. You know, uh, people that like cappuccino, you know where cappuccino comes from? Go easy. It comes from a Capuchin monk named after some guy named Mark Delbiano, the victory of Vienna. How come they didn't call it a Dubiano? Can I have a Dubiano dry, please, with extra foam? That would sound good, wouldn't it? Not as good as cappuccino, I grant you. Some guy named Mark Delbiano, the victory of Vienna. When the Ottoman Empire in the 6th century tried to take over Europe, I don't mm -hmm. know if you ever heard of the Ottoman Empire, the um, Mohammedans. Well, I haven't heard of the Mohammedans, I don't think, but the Ottoman Empire was a big deal. That was like uh, the U.S. once upon a time, wasn't it? Big, dominant country. They tried to take over Europe, but then they fought and won. So, and they found coffee beans, and they named it after him. C cappuccino from a Capuchin <laughs> monk. Isn't that weird? Yeah, not really, but it's it's interesting to hear. I mean, I haven't had a cappuccino since this morning. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, we we all learned this in the history books. No. And um, but I'd love to talk to you someday. You know about Voltaire, Shakespeare, and all that. Um, Who has history books anyway? Those are history. We'll have to read about history books in history books that don't kind exist. Kind of sad. Kids don't know nothing nowadays. Any that of this true. stuff, history or no. 
Uh, they probably have never heard of the Ottoman Empire. No, but they know how to find victimhood in their own lives, and and that's a important skill moving forward. Oh, but anyway, so we hope you're doing good, and what are we going to have a picnic someday, all of us? All, all of us, like everybody who listens, or just you and your friends and me, you mean? Take care. Love you. Bye. Love you back. Love you back. What kind of picnic? I like talking about food. I like making plans. Elton John, the man avant-garde, received an award as a bard. Mm-hmm. Joe, oh, come on, man, is not really a fan. Had to read Elton's name from a card. Did he really? Well, he has to read everything from a card, doesn't he? He has to read his own name from a card. What does it mean to read Elton John's from a card when he has to read his own? Hello, I am the uh, president. Move over to your right. Yes, call the rant line for your own rant. 860-751-4698. We will continue playing the rants for you after this short break on WTIC. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yeah, this is a song that made me think for why I should be a lyricist. Because I figured I could write lyrics like that. Oh, 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 oh. You don't have to go. Oh, 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 oh. Didn't that make you think you could do it, Joe? That's like 15 times more lyrics than today's songs have for the most part. Well, that's true, too. There's no more chorus of a song. The whole song is a chorus nowadays. Yep, that can happen. It's no fun. uh, There's a lot less structure and fewer rules like everything else, I suppose. I think it just plays to the tendency of society. We just have no mental span for new things. Just give me, like, the same loop, and then I'll remember that. Yes. Uh, Maybe that's the drug influence. I don't know. That could be the case. All right, back to the rants. Hey, Todd. I got a rant. I was watching the news, and they were unloading the migrants off the bus in New York City. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they were on that bus probably from at least the airport, if not farther away. Okay. Without a mask on. But as soon as they got off the bus and were outside, being greeted by the fine people of New York who are going to become a sanctuary city for them. They were handed masks and had to put them on. Oh. What, what, what is that, just for optics? Come on. Well, what is what are protocols for but for optics, especially in politics? They're politicians now, the migrants. Hey, Todd, here's why Biden's uh, anti-inflation plan isn't going to work. If he keeps on raising the interest rates to squash the small the small businessman and keeps on giving money to the people that he wants to vote for him, I'm just going to keep on raising my prices and take that money right back from those people. Yeah, well, that's fine. He doesn't care. I mean, the government caused the inflation. The government caused the difficulties that required the trillions of dollars of wasted money in their minds so that they could go and buy votes and make voters think that they must love us because they're wasting all this money on us. And then that, of course, creates inflation. But people don't really get the connection. And the politicians are counting on them not knowing what the connection is. 
rather than educating voters so they can be better voters, they con voters so they can be better victims. Both are V words, so they feel they're in good stead. Anyway, it works well for them. They create a problem, then they solve it, just think student loans. Hey, I just want to let the people know that the South Windsor Apple Fest coming up next weekend is a thinly veiled disguise for the Democratic Party as a fundraiser. If you look and see all the people that are involved and where the money goes, so be aware the Apple Fest is a Democratic fundraiser. Goodbye. So it's a rotten Apple Fest? Is that what you're saying? Yikes. This land is your land. Oh, sorry. What do we do again? From Martha's Vineyard to the Cape and Island, this land was made for you and me. Yes, yes, Todd, that's right. Thurston again, calling from the vineyard. How are you, Todd? <laughs> Luckily, when those ruffians from Venezuela showed up here on the island, everyone just assumed that they were going over to Oprah's to uh, uh, clean her pool and going over to Steven Spielberg's uh, to, to do his lawn. Uh, luckily, I noticed uh, none of them uh, none of them had uh, leaf blowers or, uh, uh, or or pool cleaning accessories. So we were able to get those ruffians off of the island in less than 40 hours. <sighs> yes, Todd, this, this truly is the land for, for you and I here on the vineyard. You Connecticut's and me. got its own Martha's Vineyard, you know, don't you know? Except in Connecticut, it's been renamed West Hartford, Greenwich, and Glastonbury. <laughs> <laughs> Good laugh. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. All right. So uh, what else? We, Lebo comes up at four ten on Mondays usually. Often, I should say. So you, I think we will hear a Lebowitz report from prison coming up in a few minutes, and uh, then Chris Powell later in the hour will play more rants, take some phone calls as well. All that coming your way on WTIC as we go off to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Check in with Mr. Mark Christopher, see if he had a good weekend. Mark. I had a great weekend. It started off with Ringo Starr oh. and the All-Star Band. They were phenomenal. Who's in the All-Star Band this tour? Well, you got Edgar Winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he got, still alive? Uh, you know what? He's Not only is he alive, but he sounds amazing. I'm watching him play a synthesizer uh, around his neck. <laughs> uh, it was it was really 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 a great show. I was and I almost wasn't going to go, but I was like, you know what? I That's ended up awesome. going. Yeah, they were great. Uh, a guy from Toto, a guy from um, who else? Average White Band. So yeah, it was fantastic. I was really really into it. It was a great show. So that cool. was, I had a great weekend. To answer your question, Glad I to hope. Hear it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.